0: Testing, testing, black man renaissance, this is black man renaissance. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of black man renaissance. Um, Happy new year because I haven't done any any uh, episodes since I haven't done any episodes since the new year. It's just been so busy, but um, I'm glad to have you know uh, the first guest of the new year. Um, I wanted to start a series on you know black men in the trades because you know we focus a lot on you know white collar and we talk about all this investment stuff and this and that, but we don't shine a light on the brothers that are these guys are essential to. They're essential to life. Yeah, you know, what I mean, since the beginning, blacksmiths, you know, you know, people of that sort, you know, plum plumbers. We need these guys, especially like, especially like in um and um and Texas right now.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm pretty,
0: I'm pretty sure they're gonna need a lot of carpenters.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking to somebody about that the other day. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Man, we might need to go down there. You know, they probably gonna make a call soon. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't,
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a lot of money, man.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So uh, introduce yourself.
1: Uh, So I'm I'm Quentin Lennon. Uh, You know, I I, I, uh, take some pride in my name, one, because I don't think anyone in the world has my name, actually. Uh, So that's kind of (laughs) cool. I'm a carpenter. I've been doing this for about a little over 10 years. Maybe this year it'll probably be about 11 years. Um, Right now, you know, I I started with a mentor. I kind of been doing carpentry residential. So like on homes and whatnot. Um, But in the last, uh, I kind of had the vision maybe like five years ago or something like that. But um, especially in the last two years, in 2019, I opened my own business, uh, Artisan Carpentry. And uh, we've really been focusing on kind of creating our own little niche, um, you know. And so we've really been doing a lot of built-ins, custom cabinetry, kind of furniture and whatnot, you know. Um, So, yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at.
0: You're out of Atlanta, right?
1: Yes, I'm out of Atlanta. Yeah, but you, yeah. But
0: you're originally from.
1: So I was born in South Carolina, mm-hmm. but you know, I I don't really claim that. We left when I was maybe uh, uh, like eleven from Columbia, South Carolina. So I couldn't mm-hmm. really tell you much about it, quite honestly. So pretty much, I you know, after that, we came to uh, McDonough, which is kind of like a like a suburb of Atlanta. You know, so 45 minutes outside of the heart of Atlanta. Um, you know, I grew up there went to college, and then after college, pretty much, I actually moved in Atlanta. So I'm, I'm in the city now, you know? Okay, and how was how it? Uh, I mean, it's good, you know? I, Atlanta's great. I think, um, one, primarily if you are somebody black, you know, like Atlanta's great, you know, it's like a black Mecca. So, you know, if, if you have some hustle in you, you know, if you know how to connect, if you are serious about making something happen, you know, I think Atlanta is definitely a place to be, you know. Someone once said to me, um, you know, this was somebody in music, so it's a little bit different. But it, I mean, essentially, it's the same. They said, you know, you can go to New York, and it's such a big place, you know, you might get lost, or you know, like it'll be hard to get found. But you know, they said Atlanta, it's a it's a big enough city where you can, you know, make some make something, make a name, but it's small enough that you can conquer it. You know what I mean? So,
0: wow, you know.
1: I definitely feel like Atlanta is a place that, you know, you can, you know, maybe to some people conquer might be a a big kind of a big thing to say. But I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, you can really make your mark here, you know, because it's small enough that, you know, word gets around fast, you know, especially if you're doing good things, if you really make connections, you know, and if you're really about your business. So,
0: okay Now, now, when did. Were you always into the arts?
1: Uh, yes. I mean, I I think one of the primary things that defines me, you know, is uh, a creative spirit. So I actually have a a degree in drawing and painting. So I have a bachelor's of fine arts in drawing and painting. I've always been someone creative. I mean, I I say to people, my superpower is my hands, you know, so I mean, I I know how to play the drums, guitar, bass, you know, in college, I played jazz guitar in the jazz band, Um, you know, uh, and without really, I mean, college was where I got some formal training for that. I took classical guitar when I was in college, but I mean, I, I, you know, I played by ear, you know, I have a lot of music in my family, a lot of creatives in my family. Um, you know, so I was drawing and making things, you know, my dad is an engineer, um, electrical engineer, but you know, like that's kind of how my mind works. So essentially, you know, I guess, although my superpowers are my hands, I would almost say that really what my superpower is, is the ability to if it's a technical skill, you know, that fact with the combination of the fact that I'm, I'm willing to work and I understand how to be kind of patient with the process, you know, like I can pretty much learn how to do it.
0: Right. Now, would you say now would you say like drawing and and, and math might be a prerequisite
1: for carpentry? Yeah. No, not necessarily. No. Um, what I would say is. Uh, I think you definitely, math is good to know, you know, like, and and if you want to be a carpenter and you want to be successful, you will need to understand, you know, like some basic math things, you know, like, um, because of a tape measure primarily, you know, you have to know, you know, like, all right, I'm measuring this space. Okay. I need to account for this wood is going to be this much space. So I need to subtract that, you know, like, you know, you just kind of have to understand, you know, how the numbers will add up, but I mean, it's not like a, a whole lot of complex stuff. I mean, it's essentially basic addition, but you just right. have to know your fractions, and you kind of have to know, you know, like, well, like, this is this much. I mean, you know, but I, I don't, I don't think you should get hung up on the on the math, really. You know, like, yeah, because there are ways around that. You know, if you, if you really are interested, you know, like getting hung up on the math, like that's not even. I mean, you can talk to any carpenter; they're not going to say math is is. You know, like math might not even come out of their mouth. You know what I mean? You know, right. like if you're interested and you kind of are working with somebody, you know, you just got to have some diligence. You'll find a way around that. You know, that's not even really, you know, a big thing. Okay. So math is not, not a prerequisite. No, no. Okay. I mean, it's definitely something that you will utilize. <laughs> right. And it is a part of the, the trade, you know, but, right. you know, no, I'm if just you saying feel like, like you're bad at math, you know, you. Yeah, it's just no, a skill you know
0: no for for the for the kid that probably wasn't good at math in school in high school whatever you know is is grades weren't that good at math would it, would it be difficult for him to get into it like what's the what's the what's the uh the barrier
1: okay so if i'm if i'm being honest i feel like the barrier really is uh just your own level of work ethic you know mm. um which you know that might sound a little crazy to some people or you're just kind of like what but, um, you know, so I worked with a mentor and he would hire a lot of people, you know, he hired, um, great guy, you know, he would hire people from the halfway house. He would hire people who just were, you know, down and out, you know, cause it's like, you can always use a hand, you know? Um, I think the good part about carpentry is this a wide, it's a wide spectrum, you know, like that word encompasses so many things. You know, you could just do trim. You know, so just kind of doing the finishing work. You can actually be laying the foundation for the house, building the, the main structure, or you know, carpentry even includes like building furniture. You know, or just like uh, making sculptures. You know, like it, it's so the word carpenter is is very broad. You know, so you can choose where you want to be. You know, it doesn't take math necessarily to to carve a, a sculpture out of a piece of wood. You know what I mean? So. Um, But if you are more specifically wanting to get into building and and making houses, you know, like, yeah, you do have to to kind of get used to some math. But I mean, the reality of it is, you know, like if you're great at math, if you are a math genius, you know, you're still going to have to build your carpentry skills. Math doesn't doesn't equal carpentry. You know what I mean? So. You're going to have to still build your carpentry skills. So, if you are already coming in at zero with, let's just say, the most basic math skills, you know, like you still got to come up at the same steps. So, I mean, you know, like I started not necessarily with any math at all. You know, like where I started is they were like sand wall. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's like yeah. no math required. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, and you just kind of, you, you build your way up to it, you know, and, and I mean, that's technically how it is with, with any trade. I mean, you can talk about music, you can talk about basketball, you can talk about football. You know, I can say, oh, you got to learn all these complex plays and whatnot, but it's just like, well, first you probably need to learn how to, you know, like, like be at the line, you know what I mean? Like before you learn really anything complex, how do you, how do you, you know, like hit somebody, whatever, you know, once we know you can get that down, then all right, now we can talk about a little bit more, you know, like, and so I think for the so, most so, part So you learn in increments. Yes, almost definitely. Almost definitely. You know, like I could bring somebody off. you know, so I run my own business now. And at this point, I'm not, you know, there are times where it will be pretty useful for me to to bring someone in who definitely knows a lot about what we're doing, you know, but primarily that's useful if I want to be over here and you be over there, you know, like, so I don't have to hold your hand. But if it's like, you know, we, we're going to be working together. It's not a big thing where, you know, we're framing out a house or something. It's just like, we're doing this part, you know, and I just need you to help me out. Primarily how you'll be learning is you just, you just follow my instructions, you know, like, and I can give you basic instructions, you know, like I can do this more complex part. And the more time we spend doing, you know, the little things, it'll, it'll build on itself. You know, it'll build on itself naturally. If you have any kind of interesting, if you're staying, if you're, If you're kind of doing what you would do in any job, just pay attention, you know, try and learn, you know, you'll get it, you know? Okay. So, yeah.
0: Now let's, let's take a step back. Let's not talk about Quentin, the, the, uh, the entrepreneur. Let's get to Quentin, the apprentice. Okay. Okay. So what made you, well, first of all, what made, this is a two part question. What made you want to get into carpentry? Number one. And number two, um, how did you go about, how did you go about doing that?
1: Okay. So. Honestly, for me, <laughs> I wasn't really that interested in carpentry. Uh, for me, it was really just like I was interested in money, <laughs> you know. And so I, you know, I'd never been somebody who's like that's beneath me as far as work, you know. You know, if I lost everything right now and the only thing I could do is go to work at McDonald's, I wouldn't be like, oh, you know, I'd just be like, I gotta do what I got to do, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, you know, I had worked at McDonald's when I that was my my first job and, um. You know, my family, we would attend this church, and you know, we were very uh uh my parents were very um active in the church. And so one of the guys there, he was actually a carpenter. And uh, one of my friends had asked him if he could do some work for him, and he said yes. So I was like, oh well, maybe he'll you know let me do some work too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, I did that and you know, he paid me. It wasn't like the the best pay in the world, but you know, I was in high school. I'm like, I mean, I'm making money, so I, you know, I'm not tripping. Um, <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, over time, I think uh, I did that a little bit. I maybe did that once when I was in high school and then I went off to college. You know, I came back and I, I kind of went back to McDonald's and I was like, nah, man, this is cool, but this ain't really for me. Uh, primarily because I'm the kind of person who needs to be learn, feel like I need to learn something that I can take away if I'm working for anybody, you know. And so, you know, I felt like I could do that there. And, you know, he invited me back. I think primarily because I wasn't trying to slack off. You know, like when he walked away, I was still working, you know. <laughs> got, you, got you, got you, got you. Um, so, you know, he invited me back and slowly as I uh the reason essentially why I decided to stay with it is one just because I could do it. You know, it felt like I mean, this isn't really that hard for me. You know, I'm not it's, it's this is pretty easy work in my mind, you know, it's just, you know, um And I think one day, so for me, it felt like we were creating things, you know, like there's this room, there's nothing here. We start putting up, you know, uh, studs and building all this stuff. And by the end, you know, you have a nice looking thing that you kind of completed, you know, and that's that's a good feeling. Um, You know, although I didn't know everything about all the parts of it, you know, it's like I was a part of that. I made that happen, you know, and. you know, me being in school for art, I went to a good school that kind of required that I go to try different um, mediums, you know, in the art department. So, you know, I went in for painting, but they required me to to do, all uh, right, you got to do ceramics. You know, my school had glass blowing, you got to do that, you know, um, printmaking, you got to try that, you know, and so, you know, sculpture, you got to go try that, you know, so I got a, I got a good, feel for a lot of different types of things. And I started to feel like, you know, in, in a lot of ways, this is the same thing as that, you know, this is art, you know, whether people want to see it like that or not, I think that's really what you bring to the table. But I started to feel like it was art. And so, you know, I, I remember there was one specific, particular um, point in time where, you know, I'm kind of a go-getter. So I was there and, you know, uh, they had to leave and you know, there was a moment where I was the only one on the job site um, and I knew what needed to be done, but he hadn't actually instructed me to do this particular task. It was basically like cutting the, the trim that goes on the floor, you know, like the, the baseboard um, that goes on the floor, you know, around the, the walls right. and um, because of school, I had learned how to use a saw you know, because we had to build frames for canvases so we could paint on them. Okay. Um, and so, He wasn't there, and I just was like, Well, I'm pretty sure I can take care of this. And so I just started knocking it out. And when I came, when he came back, he was like, You know how to use the saw? And I was like, Yeah, you know. And so I think at that point, he was like, Okay, yeah, this is somebody who I can take under my wing. You know, one, I didn't even ask him to do this, and he just started doing it, you know, because he knew it needed to be done. And, you know, like, and he did this pretty good, you know. So, you know, I was like, Yeah, yeah. So he took me under his wing, and after that, you know, it was like, uh, wherever there's an opportunity to learn, you know, he was willing, he was teaching me. Plus, you know, I was always asking questions. So,
0: so you didn't ask, he just kind of took you under his wing. Uh,
1: well, I mean, so he needed workers, you know, yeah. and I was there working, but I mean, if you have, I think for anybody who, I mean, I think this goes for essentially any employer. I mean, even if you're not employing, I think people who just might be doing something and they see someone, uh, who's really striving to, to learn, I think the, it's, it's almost a natural thing to just, well, if they really are trying to learn, let me help them, you know? And so I think he could sense that, you know, I you was had, willing to learn. You had that hunger, you had that hunger. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, he was like, all right, well, you know, if, if he's hungry, I'm gonna feed him, you know? So, um, you know, that's kind of how that started. And, you know, then, you know, I worked with them for the summers on and off, you know, uh, well the summer break and then Christmas breaks, I would, I would go back and that happened while all throughout my time in school. Um, and after that, you know, it, it was like full time. I already had picked up enough skills to, you know, he could put me on jobs and, you know, give me some direction and, you know, I, that was good. So, I mean, you could say that was my internship during college. I mean, I was getting paid, but, you know, um, yeah, you know, it was good. It, that's that's kind of how I started it. It worked out for me. It's, it felt like something that I could do, and I just embraced it, you know?
0: Mm. So was that full-time or?
1: So, uh, yeah, during the summers, yeah, I, that's what I was doing full-time. You know, that was my job to make some money. So when I went back to school um, during Christmas, yeah, that was, you know, you know, I'd hit him up before I got out of school, like, hey, I'm coming back. You got any work for me? You know, inevitably, he'd be like, yeah, if you want work, I got it. And so, you know, I'd, I'd come, I'd work. Um, and i did that for pretty much four summers and uh christmas breaks and um and yeah by that time you know four years or something you know even if it's only for you know a few months out of the year you know let's just say three months of summer and then one month of of christmas so i maybe spent like four months every year you know honing this these skills and by the time you know four years is up um i had a pretty good I had a pretty good base for for um you know understanding how to do the job, you know what I mean? Now, Still well, learning, of course, but you know just I, I was good. What
0: are some examples of some of the jobs from like the, the smallest to the biggest that you did when you were under his apprenticeship?
1: So, you know, like like I said, some of the first some of the uh, most basic things that he had me do, you know, one of the first levels of of, you know, like uh work was putting up sheetrock. You know, so we would put up sheetrock. Um, you know, one because if you, you can kind of, if you mess it up, it's not like the house gonna fall down. You know what I mean? Right. You just gotta kind of get a new piece and work it out again. You know, so he would kind of. Um, I think his teaching style was good because he would he would do things where he would he would let me fail. You know, He'd be like, all right, well, I mean, you just gonna have to fix it. You know, <laughs> and I was just like, dang. Right. All right, well, you know, okay. I got this. I'm not going to keep on messing this up. So, um, you know, sheetrock and sanding, that was like number 1. I think for most people that's probably going to be your entry level, you know, kind of gig depending on what your what the contractor or carpenter is like. They can con- include in in the work that they do. Um, then, you know, it's just like some uh simple uh finished carpentry, which is like putting up molding, uh, you know, casing around the doors, um, the baseboard on the floors and whatnot. Um, then it was that, you know, when I, when he showed, when he saw that I could do that and he wouldn't have to spend a whole, whole, whole lot of time teaching me, uh, which it really doesn't take that long to learn anyways, you know, um, you know, then it was, it was a lot of that. Um, and, and quite honestly, I think because he sensed my hunger and he was a, he's a carpenter first, but he was also a contractor. You know, I think as a carpenter or really in any field, it's good to know, your field, but also adjacent fields, if it's possible for you to, you know, learn those things. And so, you know, he would have me putting up little light fixtures, you know, not, not, no major electrical, but like here, let me show you how to do this. And so, you know, we would do that. Um, all right, now install these, like, you know, uh, the, the racks for the towels, you know, like just little things that we, you know, kind of handyman tasks. So that way, you know, if we were doing a full project, you know, let's say we were remodeling a whole bathroom. I can, uh, if I can't lay the towel or whatnot, you know, I can put up the sheetrock, and then after they're done, I can at least come in and, and do this, put up the towel racks and the, the toilet rack, you know, all that. So that way, you know, he can be focusing on something that I can't do. You know, after that, it's like framing, um, you know, uh, putting down flooring, you know, and then once you start getting into framing, I mean, then it's it's a whole kind of a whole lot of stuff. Once you start understanding how to do that, you know, you can put up walls, um, you can add holes, you know, uh, additions to houses. You know, it becomes a lot of different things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of avenues, but um, I think it really depends on who you work with, you know, d- depending on what they actually do. Um, and then just what kind of stuff that you're you're very interested in.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, I was just reading up on, on the data. It says that four point five percent, point five three percent of carpenters are black, and <laughs> in, in the U.S. That, that I didn't know that number. That's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I think I think it said uh, that white people are well, they, they are the majority, of course. Yeah. 52.1% and, and then I think Hispanics are the second at like 20-something percent. But why do you think that we have such a small
1: share? <laughs> well, I'm going to try and keep my answer short on this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, right. a lot of things I can say about this one. Okay, all right. Um, But, I mean, I, I one, I think primarily, uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can look at this. Um, one, I don't know what those statistics, like, how did they gather the statistics first of all, you know, yeah. because I know a lot of black carpenters, there are a lot of black carpenters, you know, relatively speaking. And that might also be because I'm in Atlanta, you know, like yeah. that. that's, you know, that's one thing. Um, also in Atlanta, you know, like different places require different levels of code, you know, like you have to know the building codes and what, like some places are more lax than others. Like if you go up North, you know, it's just like, you gotta know your stuff. Otherwise you're not about to do anything, you yes. know? you know, um, down in, down South, it's a lot more lax in a lot of places. Um, so that's like one thing, you know, like if you don't have that education, if you haven't had someone to kind of teach you the ropes of like, this is what's, this is what you can do. You know, like, this is what you can't do. You know, like it's going to be real easy for you to get shut down or just not even really have, have the ability to really start. So that's like one, that's one level of it. Um, I would say the second level, you know, is that, Uh, I think you have to have, I mean, and it kind of falls in the same vein. You have to have exposure to people who know what they're doing. You know, like, I'm lucky that the person who I learned from, you know, he, he's a carpenter, his father was a carpenter, and I worked with him a little bit too, um, you know, some years down the line after we had been working together. And I think his father's father was a carpenter. So they had a, you know, he a lineage of carpenters and, you know, his people and, you know, his brothers and sisters, they do carpentry, you know, so.
0: It's like a rite of passage. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like,
1: so yeah, yeah. they they have a long history of learning. So they, you know, they know like, oh, nah you can't do that. You know, like where it might seem like, oh, if you just put this piece of wood here or you put this piece of wood here, just screw them together, it's going to last. But it's like, no, 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 no. There are certain things you need to learn from somebody, whether it's from a book or whatever, you know, like sometimes kind of what seems like it might make sense. It's not like that, you know, especially when you're talking about the safety of someone's house, you know what I mean? Um, And so, you know, the access to someone who will teach you the right way to do it is important on a lot of different levels. One, of course, for safety and just doing things right. But two, you know, like for your name, you know, like um, in this business, uh primarily how you'll get business you know people it's word people of might, mouth yeah is word of mouth you know mm. like so even if that's through advertising you know people want to know that you've done work and that other people have been satisfied with the work you've been vetted you know? yeah yeah you know what i mean so that's a lot easier for for big companies which primarily are owned by you know white people mm. um and so like they got the bigger companies, they got the word of mouth. So, okay, they can get more more of the business. So for, if you don't have that, you know, kind of structure to get that out there in the, you know, like that, that's already a detriment to your ability to kind of get work and get more work later on down the line. Um, so just getting started in those ways is, is difficult, you know? Um, and then the, the other parts, I think a lot of the other parts very much have to do with stereotypes. Um, What I I always – what I have discovered is that, um, like, there's tiers. So, you know, if you want to get – let's say what you want to get is an addition to your house, right? Now, if you call – and, you know, this is – obviously, this doesn't account for everybody, but, you know, in general, this seems to be how it works. If you go to a company that's owned and predominantly um, the employees there are white, like, you're going to pay – Kind of top dollar you know Mm. and primarily that's because you know like they have the tools they can maybe sometimes do it a lot faster and they're generally going to stand behind their work now obviously anyone can have these things can have the tools you know can do it fast and can stand by their work but in general the reason why they can do that is because they have money and that money provides them with a base to have systems Mm. Um, you know, so like, uh, I, I, so in the line of work that I do, is kind of more specialized carpentry. And what I learned very, very early on is the only way you can kind of break into this industry. And this is partly why the reason why there's not a black, a lot of black people in this industry is because it's all about the tools. It's all about the tools. You know, like you got to have like a shop to, to do custom cabinetry. You know, otherwise, all the measurements going to be kind of janky. You know, you need a space to to do all of that, and that costs money. Mm. Like, that's number one. And so, you know, we know the depth discrepancy between, you know, like uh, the amount of money that is the amount of wealth that is held by, you know, white America, and then the discrepancy between that and Black America. So, you know, like that's already, you know, a discrepancy right there. Right. Um, and so that's really that's really big. Um, And I would say, honestly, that's primarily one of the the main things. And that kind of feeds into these stereotypes of like, if you pay somebody who's white, they're going to do it right. If you pay somebody who's Hispanic, you know, they might get it right and they might get it done fast. But, or you know, they might get it done fast and it will be cheaper, but it might be lower quality. And then you kind of have black people who are who are generally stereotyped as somewhere in the middle. And so, you know, a lot of times the stereotype and the stigma is that. If you don't want the cheapest quality, you know, don't go to someone who is who's Hispanic, you know. But you can get someone black, and you know that you know you can probably get a low price for it, you know. Even if the quality is good, you know they they can't charge that much, you know, you know. And it sucks, but it's just kind of like that's those are the stereotypes, and I'm not you know I'm not necessarily saying that those are true. You know, I know lots of Hispanic people who do like you know excellent excellent work. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of you know, maybe white people who are doing, you know, horrible quality work, you know what I'm saying? So it just, but that's just the stereotype and that's the stigma, you know, and you know, it's almost just ingrained. That's, I mean, even black people kind of, you know, they always want to discount, you know, or whatever, you know, I'm not trying to see, but it's just, it's a no, thing. It you is know? a thing, it's a thing, a thing.
0: thing. yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you said lack of education, ex, uh, lack of like exposure or access to people in the field and then lack of funding for tools.
1: Yes, most definitely. Okay. Yeah. So those are the, yep. those are those like the top three. I mean, that that primarily those are what I would say. I mean, and then anything other than that is is more based off of the individual, you know, because when I started out, obviously I didn't have any tools. I mean, what I did have, I would say, is access to someone who who knew what they were doing, you know. And so what I did with that is 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 up to me because, you know, I worked with a lot of guys uh, and honestly, I, I never worked with anybody who was even close to my age. Mm. um which is a a whole nother thing to you know like i've never worked i'm right now i'm i'm 31 you know so i've been doing this for 20 20 i mean 20 10 years and i I never worked with anybody who was even close to my age maybe once or twice you know but they never really stuck around and so everybody i worked with was was 45 years and older so So mostly 50 year olds that's the average age in general yeah man Mm. you know and so, you know, like, and that kind of feeds into the statistics that you said about, you know, black uh, men in carpentry. You know, I'm not saying that carpentry is dying out, but, you know, that it doesn't seem that there are a lot of black men who are very interested, young black men who are very interested in getting in the field, you know. And primarily, I, I think that's a stigma that kind of says, like, that's uh, that's beneath me. You know, that's, that's work that won't generate money. That's work that you know, is intensive and it's kind of, you know, it's rough. You know, it just, it, it mostly feels like a stereotype. Because not, I think it's, what it's, people it's, don't know is like, it's you not, can make a lot of money. It's not glamorous. That's what it is. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's not, you know, but it definitely can be lucrative if you, if you, if you plan it out, like if you make a plan and you, and you, you, you're smart about it, you're strategic about how you want to go about it. I mean, everybody's going to always need somebody working on their house true you know always it'll never go out of style and i think for me what i've realized is that because i've I've kind of capitalized on the fact that there aren't very many black uh carpenters you know as you I should think in, yeah you know in general i think black people want to work with other black people
0: right
1: you know and so you know i've found that it's not that hard for me to create a niche you know it's like a few things that i got to do that you know automatically put me over the over the top of of my competition essentially. You know, just last week or the week before last week, somebody said to me, you know, man, you've been the easiest person to work with, you know, and they said, you you uh you follow up, you know, when we talked about something, you know, you 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 show up when you say you're gonna show up, you know, like and you do quality work, you know. It's just like those are the basics. It's just like, yeah, those, you know, yeah, isn't yeah. that what everybody should do? You know. But it's like, but it's also what people aren't really doing. So all you got to do is do the basics, and you already are a- ahead. Right. You know. And so you know, like, if you do do quality work, you know, it's easy to get your name out there. Right. You know. And so you know, I'm not. Obviously, I'm 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 trying to market myself. I'm trying to put myself out there, but. You know, I'm not having any trouble getting work, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with the work, you know right, what I mean? Right. So, um, Yeah, you know, and as, as I think people are willing to pay for quality if you are going to deliver, you know. So I think your name and keeping your word, you know, your character is very important. Yeah. And I think that has carried me a long ways.
0: Yeah, because, you know, you're in a field where... Basically, like you said, it's word of mouth. Um, it's not the conventional route where it's like, okay, you know, you have guaranteed money, nine to five. You know, it's you have to, yeah. like you said, you have to work to eat. Yeah. So, uh, you know, definitely being a man of your word, you know, and you know, showing your action through your work really sets you above everybody else. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I can even attest to that. I mean, I reached out to you. You you were very prompt in the response, and even today, you were just like, yeah, I'm ready. And it's hard to find people like that. People are just always just, for a lack of better terms, janky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, so that's definitely gonna that's definitely gonna take you far. So you went to school and you did the apprenticeship. So at what point did you turn? um, Did you turn? um, Did you go pro? And (laughs) and and did you um, did you have to sign up with the? with any,
1: um, any union? So, no. Um, so, okay, so for me, pretty much, uh, I went to school and, you know, I, so I'm gonna start by saying this, I think everybody should get an education, whatever that means. I don't think that means you necessarily have to go to college or university, you know, you can go to a trade school or you can get an internship, you know, like, whatever that means, I think you need to do some kind of education, you know, find out what that means for you, what your best route is for you. But you know, like I had school for my education, but I also had that internship, you know, like the internship, you know, for my education. Um, and those two things put together, I think worked really well for me. Um, although I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I'm like, I probably could have just done the internship and been just fine, you know, but maybe my mind wouldn't have developed in, in, in the way. So, you know, I'm thankful for both. Mm. Um, but really what happened is that Uh, I really wanted a a more art job, you know, when I got out of school, but, um, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I feel very capable, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm well-spoken, you know, I feel that I, I have a decent resume as far as things that I've done, but, you know, I wouldn't get no hits. Nobody was calling me back, you know, and, you know, I can't say, but I definitely feel like a lot of it had to do with the fact that I'm a black man, um, you know, like, a whole year. Nobody even called me back once, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you know, okay. Um, you know, I, w- that, I, was, I was working, you know, so pretty much after I uh, graduated, I just went ahead and went full time with the carpentry because that was available to me. You know, I wouldn't go to sit around and not work, you know, so I did that, you know, but it's not what I wanted to do if I'm being honest. You know, sometimes people are like, I got to find the perfect thing. You know, I'm like, sometimes you just got to do what's in front of you, you know, like have a plan, have a goal in mind, but sometimes you just got to, take the steps that, are, you know, like take the path that is in front of you with the thought that, you know, like this, where I am right now is not where I'm going to stay. You know, if that's not where you want to be. And so, you know, my intention was just like, I'm here right now. I'm making money because I need to make money to continue to move forward.
0: But, you know, I'm I'm
1: looking for other stuff. I'm like, uh, you know, I got to find an avenue. I got to find an avenue to, to get to this art, you know. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have called my, I wasn't calling myself a carpenter then really you know it's something that I was doing. It's not who I was then but then you know I, I, um, a friend hit me up you know maybe about a year after being out of school um, uh, maybe maybe I don't, know, I don't know maybe six months to a year about a job an art job. I went down to Panama City you know I worked at one of the paint and sips places you know it, it was fun. Um, but it didn't really work out. I, I ended up moving back home maybe six months later, or three, three, four months later, ended up moving back in with my parents. Mm. And uh, I, I, you know, I was like, nah, man. You know, I had a taste of th- that freedom. And I was like, nah, nah. So I said, I set a time for myself. I was like, um, I think that was somewhere around May. And my, my birthday was in December. I said, by December, I will not live in this house anymore. You know, like, I don't care if I got to move out on the streets. I was adamant, man. I was like, I, I don't care. I'm moving out of here. I got to make something happen for myself. And, um, you know, then I moved into the house that I'm in. You know, I wanted to buy a house, you know, because at that time I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, I'm going I'm to buy a house. You know, I didn't really have the funds. I didn't really know what I was talking about. But I at least had the vision to want to do it, you know. Um, and I think that drive to that kind of, Trying to make a move, it failing, but having a taste of something that was kind of successful, or you know that that felt like more on its way to something more, you know, and having to come back to what I felt like was less kind of spurred me on to be like, nah, man, that's like
0: that was like the the ultimate motivation. It was
1: a catalyst, man. It was a catalyst, you know, and so. After that, you know, I was like trying to figure out, you know, what can I do? What can I do? And that kind of turned me on to real estate. You know, now I I haven't necessarily dabbled as much as I want to yet. Um, And, you know, I have a plan. I have a goal and all that for that. But essentially what I had decided is, okay, this carpentry, it can take me somewhere. You know, if I do want to, uh, you know, get into real estate. If I know how to work on these houses, I'm young. If I know how to do all the work myself, if I was to just buy a, you know, a dilapidated house, you know, and I'm willing to just go through it, I can literally buy something dirt cheap, fix up one room and live it in it. And, you know, like after I come off of work, just work on it a little bit more, you know, I'm like, and then, you know, like sell it or get some roommates. Now I got some income. You know, just like I was starting to see possibilities with where I was at, you know. And so that made me You know, I think before that moment, I was honestly, I was kind of like, I hate doing this work. This isn't what I want to do. This is not in my purpose, you know? And I think once I made that shift, you know, it was almost like that day, it was like, I don't hate this no more. Like, this is great. You know, like, this is going to take me to where I want to be. And so essentially, like, I guess you could say that's when I turned pro, you know? (laughs) And it was all in the mind, you know, it was all in the mind, like, I do want to be here. There is a reason to be here. And this can take me where I want to be, you know? And I mean, even still now, you know, I'm doing it. I'm still improving my skills in carpentry, but you know, my success and my plan, um, you know, all of this is essentially to, to take me to an even greater place. You know, I don't necessarily think in the next ten or fifteen years I'll, I'll still be swinging a hammer or anything. You know, mm. I think by that time I'll be on to other business ventures, okay. most definitely. You know, mm. but it's but this is the play. You know, like it's the the foundation. The foundation, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, like you said, this is not necessarily glamorous, but you can't knock what's moving you forward. Right. You know what I mean? You know, like, I mean, if you find, you know, go do something else if that's what you want to do. But you know, like a lot of people get hung up on, I got to do the thing that I'm in love with. And it's like, yeah, you should. But that doesn't mean that you need to quit your job, you know, right, like, right, right. Not right now, right. you know, like if you don't have a plan or if it's not going to really make sense, it's like use the tools that are available to you right now. Right. And how much I have learned from carpentry, you know. You know, just the fact that I was was trying to move forward in my thinking, in my growth, you know, constantly, you know, like in my own plans for my own future wealth, you know, I think. That, that has opened up so many avenues that has made me see the carpentry as more than just, I'm working on houses day to day, you know, that kind of brought me into this one, no, this can be art. This can be my art, you know? right? And, you know, like if this is my art, I can have my own individual expression and I can kind of carve a niche out for myself, mm. you know? And I started doing that and that, you know, like, you know, now I'm working for myself, you know, like now I'm making way more than I was then, you know? And you know, I think just you know, I'm still not where I want to be, but I'm def I definitely see that I'm getting there. You know, it's like it, it seems like it's it's absolutely inevitable. You know, I just got to be patient and keep you know keep keep pushing. You know, so it's good. It's good. I mean, so so you moved out. Like, how do your parents feel about you now? Uh, I mean, I, you know, I think they're pretty proud of me. You know. <laughs> They probably wish I'd come home a little bit more. <laughs> you know, but like yeah. I work it all the time, you know, you know, sometimes I do, you know, I see them, you know, whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I definitely, you know, everybody's different. You know, everybody has their own avenues. Maybe you decide that you want to be an entrepreneur. Maybe the avenue that you take is that you want to work for a business. There is no right or wrong way. You right. do what is best for you. I know some people who are very successful saying, like, I don't ever want to own my own business. Like, I just don't I don't want that responsibility. Right. But they are game changers in the bit. Like they are constantly changing stuff in the world that they work in. Mm. You know, because they, they that's just where they push at. You know, um, and so you know for me, uh, you know, it does require a little bit more. You know, I I probably got to work more. All, you know, almost every day. You know, I set my own schedule. But if I want to move forward, you know, I need to be doing more. I can't be complacent about what I'm doing. So, you know, I work a lot. But, you know, I if if you. I posted something recently on Instagram, you know, it's just like in two years, though, I went from one little space in my garage to using all the skills that I had to knocking out some walls in my house, you know, expanding my shop to four times the size that it was. And now I got, you know, now I can take on bigger jobs, you know, it's just like I did all that in a matter of two years, you know what I'm saying? But all that happened, you know, like after hours, you know. And now it's like, I mean, the payoff is exponential, you know. Mm. So you know, I've seen my income, you know, double or whatnot. You know, it's just like you just got to have a plan. You just got to follow through, execute, and just keep keep pushing, man. Yeah. Now, did you have to? Did you have to
0: sign up for a membership in the union or no?
1: So no, I, I I haven't. So it's I guess that's probably different in different places. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. Um, you know what it's like to live up north. You know I have heard that definitely. You know there's a lot of stuff like that up north. You know, but uh, down south, especially in Atlanta, uh, no, you don't really have to sign up for anything like that. And I think that's also a part of the reason why. Um, you know there may be less work uh, or less black carpenters because there is no um, authority saying like this guy knows what he's doing. You know, like you can you can go to to a school and get you know, um, get like a certificate, or you can, you know, get like some kind of minor degree in carpentry. You know, um, and that's an avenue. You know, if if you really want to do it, and you're real, and you're young, and you got the time, you know, I would say do that. You know, but I was already out. You know, I already had bills. You know, I was already out of college. You know, right. I, I need to make money now. I can't go back to school, or I, at least I didn't want to. You know, what I'm saying so. Um, so you know, that's not really required. Um, but I, but I'm the kind of person, you know, you can see behind me, I got, I got books where I'm, 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 I, you know, I wasn't just satisfied with like, all right, I know what they taught me, you know, like,
0: did, did you build that, that book bookcase?
1: No, I didn't. I didn't build that one. I didn't build that one. You know, okay. there was a lot of stuff in my house that I built, but I, I didn't build that one. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, just, um, I would say you gotta be learning from official sources. And because there are certain things that are allowed that you can do down you know, in, in Atlanta, especially without necessarily needing, you know, like uh, a license or whatnot, you know, you can get away with, with, well, not get away, that sounds kind of negative, but you can get work without being certified in certain things, you know, but at the same time, you know, like, I may not be certified, but I definitely know, you know, I, you know, if there's, if, any project that I do, you know, I'm reading books, I'm I'm reading up like, okay, this is the the structural load for this beam, this is how much you can span it before you need to put you know, like I people might just guess. I'm like, nah, I'm not guessing. Uh, you know, I wanna be legit, you know, I don't I wanna be working on the mansions, but you know, you gotta get to mansion quality before you get to the mansion, right. you know what I'm saying? Right, so, right, right. You know, so um, you know, I think it's different avenues and you know, I think you just gotta look it up for what is required for where you live. But I, I definitely think Don't use that as an excuse for why you can't start, though, you know, because in general, what I will say is, you know, if you see somebody, if you see a carpenter, you know, you see a group of people, um, especially for a black young man. If you if you see, you know, another black carpenter on a job site, you know, and you go up to them and you say, hey, I really want some work. Now, I'm not going to lie. The first time you come up, they might be like, "Okay," you know, they might brush you off, you know, because people do that. You know, some people they just want some money. They're not really trying to work. You know, but if you're persistent and you're like, "Hey, man, I I really do," you know, "Hey, just try me out for a day." You know, "Hey, I, I'll you know I'll take this much." You know, I'm not even trying to. I just want to get in where I can fit in. You know, I think most people will honor that. You know, and you know, they'll give you a try. You know, they'll they'll they'll, they'll test you out. Um, and I think just starting somewhere, it, you know. Um, it's it's good, you know. Some people have asked me what what would it take for me to for me to teach them carpentry, and oh, that, you know, that was
0: gonna be my next question.
1: What generally what I say is, you know, like it depends on what. Like if they want to learn on, you know, how to work on houses, uh, you know, like like framing and whatnot, you know, what I'll say might be a little bit different than if they want to kind of get more in on the carpentry and more like kind of finer. Finer things, you know. What I would say about like the carpentry, the uh, the the built-ins or the furniture or whatnot is like, go build something, man. You know, go okay, build something you know, and
0: okay, show it to me. Okay, let's 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 say little Tyrone came up to you and he says, "Hey, Quentin, um, I want to get into this. What are the things that he needs to know? What like what are some of the necessary skills does that would that you would show him so that he could be prepared for turning professional?"
1: Okay. So I would definitely say, now I know we talked about the math, right. <laughs> but what I would say is, you know, uh, I would definitely want him to learn how to use a tape measure. Okay. Um, like, you know, uh, I've de- I've even heard in some places, you know, some carpentry companies will hire you if you have a high school diploma and know how to use a tape measure just because it's hard to find people to, to do the work. Like you said, it's not glamorous. But you know that's that's kind of the basics. If you can use a tape measure, you can you can you can get the rest down. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so you know I wouldn't say that's necessarily like a whole lot of math because you can kind of memorize what the tape measure does. You know, it's not like a whole whole lot of math, but um, but you do just need to kind of understand how it works. Um, it's just a tool. You know. So I would try. and I, That would be one of the first things I would be trying to teach them. You know, and then just kind of teach them how to use other basic tools. You know. You need to know what a circular saw is, you need to get a drill, you know, you need to have a hammer and you need to have like a, uh, a, a square or a speed square, you know, something like that. Um, those would be probably your, your basic tools that, you know, I, you would need somebody to have, you know, and I want to make sure they kind of understand how to use those in a variety of different ways, you know? Um, and then of course, like safety for those tools. But, um, I mean, other than actually learning how to use those tools, like I kind of mentioned before, really, all it is, is like, I, I need you to come prepared to to learn, you know, because it's like, um, I mean, I can't even teach you the tools if you, if you kind of nonchalant about learning how to use them, you know, and those are the basics, you know, so really, I think a certain willingness is always what uh, I'm looking for, and in general, all, I mean, it's like a running joke uh, amongst carpenters that, you know, It's like, it's hard to find good people, you know, because people oftentimes want to do what they might do if they got a job at McDonald's, you know, kind of work when the boss is looking and then stop when, you know, when it kind of slows down. But it's like, nah, you know, in general, we mostly here to work, you know, there's not really, this is kind of, we have to do it, you know, it's not going to make itself happen. We're not waiting around for orders. The order came and we received a job. Now we got to finish it. You know, yeah. so, um, you know, just finding people who are willing to work. Honestly, I would say to most carpenters is probably much more important than any level of skill that they ha- that they have. I mean, you can know zero. And if you want to work, I'll probably take you. I I will take you over someone who knows what they're doing, but is constantly trying to slack off. I'll take that every day, all day of the week, because it's just that valuable. Because really, you just need somebody to to do. Because not every job is hard. Not every job requires a whole lot of you know finesse. Not every job requires a whole whole lot of skill. But it it does require you to be consistently you know checking off tasks right till it gets to completion.
0: Now, for the young for the young guys that that are thinking about getting into it, but they're not sure because of the money aspect. what, what can you, like, as far as, as far as, you know, salary and how much they can make, you know, uh, with the jobs, what would you say are the upper limits?
1: Oh, the upper limit. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, obviously this depends on how far you want to take it. I mean, you know, um, if you want to start, uh, I mean, I guess there's different avenues, you know, one, it really depends on what, you know, I've kind of talked about the different types of carpentry that there are, you know, if you want to be a builder, you know, you are a carpenter and you are like a builder, like you actually build the homes, you know, I mean, you can, you know, one, you will be doing the work, but you will probably also have a pretty decent team alongside you. I mean, at that point, you know, whatever the cost of a home is, you know, like that's, You know, I'm not saying you will take. You know, if a home is $300,000, you're taking $300,000 home. You know, um, you know, you might take home, you know, $45,000 of that on that one house. You know, but that also might only take a couple of months, and you might be working on multiple houses because you got teams. So, I mean, you know, that's that's pretty good bank. You know, I would say if if that's but you know you gotta have a thing. You gotta have a team. You know, you gotta have. There's all kinds of stuff that you would need set up for that. You know. There's other sides where it's just like we do very specialized work, um, you know, like which is kind of where I'm at. You know, I'm doing very specialized work. I do built ins and custom cabinetry. You know, we will go into a closet, take out those little, you know, metal racks and, uh, you know, built built in so we, they can utilize the space. I mean, you know, I, you could easily make anywhere from three to 12 grand on that, you know, easy, you know. Uh, it, you know, that would be the whole job, you know, so maybe you take home 30% of that, you know, and so if you got good people and you know what you're doing, you got a good system. I mean, you can essentially put that up in, you know, two weeks. And so, you know, it definitely is also about time. However fast you are, you know, like they're not going to pay you more if you take longer on the job. Right. You know, if I give you two weeks to do this job, I mean, if I get, you know, if you say it's going to take me two weeks and then essentially what you you have budgeted for yourself is a thousand dollars a week you know into all everything that you asked for from them you know if it ends up taking you two months then your two your you know your two thousand dollars is now spread over two months which is like all right you didn't really make no money now, but that's course, on you
0: do you do one job at a time or do you take on multiple jobs depending on the time each one allows? that
1: that really depends that depends on your own capacity you know so there are times where I do do multiple jobs at a time. You know, like I might take on a job um, because I do the built ins. There'll be times where um, a large portion of the job, like half the job, will be done in the shop. I'll cut all the parts, I'll make everything, I'll do all my measurements there. You know, there'll be some tweaking that I need to do when I actually get to the job site, but it'll require me to be in the shop. And, you know, that might not necessarily be like all of my time, you know. So let's say I start on the first. And I tell them, all right, uh, on the 15th, I'll come and start installing. So I got 15 days to be in the shop doing what I need to do. Now that might not necessarily take me literally 15 days of I'm in the shop every single day for eight hours a day. You know, like it may not necessarily take that. So I'm, I probably have budgeted some time. Like, all right, well, I got this one other job here. That'll take me about a day. I can do that, knock that out. All right, this one will take me two days. I can probably figure that out, you know. And if things are moving well, you know, even when I'm in the middle of a process, you know, if I'm good with the clients, you know, some clients don't want you leaving when you start, you know, like, nah, I need, I just want you to finish, you know, Um, you know, sometimes you can kind of, all right, well, I'm here. I kind of scheduled this in, you know, I'm I'm gonna leave for two days, knock this out, come back, and then I'm gonna knock this one out again. So, you know, it really depends on how efficient you are as a, as a, you know, as a individual and as a team, and also just the kind of work that you do, you know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, the, the, I mean, the one, I would say definitely when you work for yourself, uh, the limits are, I mean, it's just up to you, you know, obviously the market will kind of determine what you can actually ask for. You can't be like, all right, I'm gonna build you a chair and I'm gonna charge you, you know, $15,000, you know, if nobody, if you aren't that valuable to people, right? you know, like. You know, if you're a world-renowned chairmaker, maybe yeah. Right. You know, but it takes time to get to that level. You know, so it kind of depends on that. But I mean, you know, you set your own prices, yeah. and I definitely would say, to a certain extent, you know, so you can make it.
0: You, you can make it. You can. You. I'm sorry. You can easily make six figures.
1: Almost right. definitely. Right. Almost definitely. You know. You know, like you just got to be strategic about it. You know, you just gotta. You know, uh, where. Where and how to get in, where you can fit in. Okay, that's basically how that works. You know.
0: Now what? Ab- most now, now what about reinvesting into your your um into your work? As far as oh, as far as you know, what like you said, one of, one of the barriers to entry is the lack of uh, funding and access to tools. Now, a guy that's just getting getting into the game, would you tell him to reinvest in himself? Like you know, keep getting more tools, build
1: your build your tool shop up. Oh, most definitely. I mean. I would say that that is the primary thing that has gotten me to where I'm at. You know, I I, I don't really feel like it's a sacrifice because my vision is very strong in my head for where I want to be. But, um, you know, I I save money and I don't necessarily spend a whole whole lot of money on on frivolous things for myself. You know, mostly what I do. You know, I'm just like looking at the next tool that I'm gonna buy. Not necessarily just to buy tools. You know, like we got this thing. You know, during Christmas time or the holiday season, where we're like. Buy toys for your man, you know. And it's just like <laughs> they don't really do anything. Right. They just got toys sitting in the garage, you right. know, like tools and stuff. But they never use them. Right. You know, I, I'm pretty strategic about the tools that I will buy. Mm. You know, um, because I want them for a specific. Like, all right, this will make this part of what I do much faster or more, much more efficient. Or this will, if I buy this, that'll cut my cost down, so I don't have to do this part anymore. You know, so so
0: just so with the perfect mm-hmm. with the perfect birthday valentine's day gift christmas gift be a tool uh
1: i mean i would say yes okay but you know because it's it's so specialized i don't expect somebody to actually know and get me the right thing i'm like just give me the home depot card or you know just give me the money <laughs> i'll get the tool yeah, you know yeah. i don't want you to give me the wrong thing and i'd be like well dang you know I, I gotta, I take, it back. I gotta, I gotta yeah. take it back yeah 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 <laughs> right all right you know once you start getting to a to a higher level you know you know, a little circle of saw ain't really gonna cut it no more. You know, I need I need, you know, now now I'm in the big boy leagues, you know. So um but yeah, I mean otherwise, yeah, no, I mean some I've gotten tools from people that are uh pretty important for me to me. Um, you know, and they have, you know, just those things alone have definitely boosted my productivity, boosted what I can actually do in the shop. And it's just like they're they're virtually invaluable to me, you know. Yeah. Um so yeah I mean I would say man I, I mean in anything you should definitely be investing in yourself but most definitely um if if carpentry is the game that you want to get into I would say definitely be buying tools that will help you in whatever area that you want to focus on um because I mean you may not necessarily feel it immediately although you probably will. If you if you intentionally are buying tools, you know, like, you know what tools, you know, because at first you'll probably be buying tools primarily, not necessarily like for a future investment, but probably just like for the immediate, like, man, I hate cutting this thing because it always is messed up or it's always janky, and you know, like, then that's when you buy the tool and, you know, like, now you feel more confident because, you know, if somebody asks you, like, Oh yeah, it's not gonna be janky no more. <laughs> like I know I can deliver on this. Right. I know I can deliver. You know, so now you feel more confident about offering certain services. Um, you know, just and I mean that's kind of how it worked with me. Once I finally, I remember when I got my my table saw, my my table saw from my shop. Mm. You know, I was using this little Ryobi small little thing. And when I finally got me a, a nice table saw, you know, for me that was a game changer. How much, a game how, changer. How, how much was it? Uh, mine was actually $600, you know, which isn't that bad. I mean, you know, I, you know, there are definitely much nicer ones and I would say, don't get caught up with trying to get the best of the best of the best, you know, get that when you get to the best of the best of the best level, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, before then, of course, you know, you want to work your way up, but you know, um, me, so when I, I, I've played instruments for a lot of my life and I played the guitar and when I, the first guitar I had was this horrible, janky, I mean, you know, it, it was not a good guitar. It was not a good guitar. But I'm glad that I played on it for a few years because when I finally upgraded to a better guitar, I understood, like, I, did, I knew my guitar probably wasn't the best, you know, but I didn't really know. And I probably couldn't have known until I upgraded. And I only knew because I had spent so much time with the thing that was inferior. Once I upgraded, I was like, dang (laughs) now i know what it feels like you know like and 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 i honestly appreciate that like taking the steps instead of just jumping to the the thing because you won't really know you know like you won't be able to understand the nuance between like this is why you need to take care of this part of the tool you know like you know this little thing that looks like it's just a normal feature like no you really need to focus on this because you you didn't know that that was an important feature. Because on the other one, that was like it, they just used a little plastic piece. You know, like you just you don't know. And so you know, I definitely will upgrade again. But you know, right now what I'm what I'm what I have it, it works for me. And what I had before, I had what I had. You know, it it worked for me for where I was at. You know, but when I got to the place where I could finally get the the next tool, the next level up, you know one i had worked for it and i had definitely earned it and two you know like i personally was in a better place where i was like my skills and what i can actually offer now are able to utilize this tool to a higher degree you know where if i would have just got it then i would have still not really been able to offer new services just because i got this better tool i wasn't really there yet you know so I wouldn't have said it was a waste of money but it just i wouldn't have been able to utilize what i actually paid for yet okay so you know that's what's up um
0: for the young guy who's thinking about getting into it can you sell him why you should get into carpentry within a minute 60 seconds
1: okay this is what i will say now i okay I'm not, right now, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm gear this to black men. This is this is about black men. So this is what I'm gear this to. You can have a market share on carpentry, because there is a generation of black carpenters who are in their fifties and sixties, and they're 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 leaving the space, and so black people want to work with their own people. I mean, we're becoming more understanding of how we need to have economic. Uh, enrichment for ourselves in order for us to move to the next, you know, like level as a, as a, as a people. And so I think because the consciousness is becoming, you know, we're becoming aware that we need to hire our own people. You getting into a space where there aren't any of your people. It's like, where is your competition? You know, like, people will give you a chance just because you look like them. And if you seem like you are trying to make it happen, I mean, like doors will open for you. You know what I mean? And so if you're willing to work, if you're willing to have a plan and, and you can see the fact that there will always be work in this industry. you It will not ever be a thing where robots are building your house. I mean, you know, maybe, but I mean, we got a long ways to go before that. Yeah, but they wouldn't be that efficient. It wouldn't, right. you know, it's just, it's too much nuance to it. You know, so it's just like one, you will have work no matter what the situation, no matter whether the economy is good or bad. People will always be buying houses. People will always be repairs. People will always wanna do some kind of upgrades. You'll always have work. And then when you focus on really making yourself stand out in in a niche as a black man, you know, especially as a young black man, like I guarantee, you know, like, like you're gonna thrive
0: mm.
1: you know, and the money aspect and the money aspect you can make like look so when i when I started, I definitely wasn't really making a whole lot of money, but uh you know, I can say that for the last three years um for for three years in a row, I doubled my income essentially, you know. Um, or at least went up by, you know, like 15,000, you know, like, uh, you know, obviously I had a plan in place and I was very strategic about like, all right, I'm looking, nobody's doing this thing right here. I think I can get in right there. I think I can get in right there. And so the other thing is like, I, I, you know, if nobody was going to offer me the chance to do the service, I just tried to do it for my house or something. Hmm. So then I can show people that I can do it And then I can get to work, you know, like if they can see you can do it. Somebody will try you out.
0: Right. 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 Right.
1: You know, so, um, you know, the money. I mean, you know, (laughs) um, I'm not there yet, but my you know, I'll just say my goal for this year is 90,000. Okay, that's my goal for this year. You know, Um, I haven't necessarily hit that before, but, you know, business just keeps growing, you know, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's that's definitely within reach. Absolutely. So, you know, um, and I, know, I'll say like five years ago, what I think I might've brought home, like when I had got out of school, I, I graduated in 2014. I think in 2015 I might've made $14,000. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> um, and that was, that was without, paying any taxes yet. So, you know, I, I guess technically I probably made like $7,000 that. year. Yeah. You know,
0: no, you know, according to the census or the, you know, the, the, um, Bureau of Labor and Statistics only 13% of black men make $75,000 or more. So, so you, so you're saying that you could easily make that mark if you, if you go into this field, this trade,
1: well, okay. I'm not going to use the word easy because I think that really depends on you. Like, right. But depending on how much work you put in. Yeah. that That's the primary thing. If you want that, almost definitely. You can make that happen. Okay. You know, I'm not going to say, you know, like you get in this industry and in two years you're going to be making that. Probably not. Probably not. You know, but you give yourself a good five years, you know, like, which I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. I mean, maybe if you're like starting out in tech or some very specialized field, you might, you know, be making 75,000 or more when starting, but either way it goes, it's almost like any industry, it's going to take you a few years to get up to 75K, you know, like for your standard, you know, person just working at some kind of job. So, I mean, putting five years into a business where you are the one, you know, whether you are working for yourself or for someone else, The primary thing is you're learning skills that no one can take away from you. Right. You know, right. And so it's always an option for you to go into business for yourself. And so that's kind of how I like to look at carpentry. Carpentry and any trade is a good place for you to go into business for yourself. And once you do that, the potential for you to make more money just, it's just, it's the sky's the limit. You know, the sky is the limit. You know, right. Um, My goal for this year is is 90,000, but. Honestly, my goal for ne- for for next year is is six figures. You know what I'm saying? Like I keep just raising the bar. Um and I've been hitting it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like And you've
0: been professional for 5 years now?
1: Uh so I have been working I've been working and kind of doing stuff for the last 5 years, but I didn't officially start my own business uh until 2019, January of 2019. Okay. Um, but in those last two years, I mean, you know, it's just been like, it's definitely been, you know, grow- just if, if I was a stock, I'm doing real good, okay. you know, right. <laughs> you know, like I'm up, right, I'm right. up, you know, like 50%, you know, okay. like at least, at least like 20% every year, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm like, I, I intend to keep going, you know, I, I haven't even finished my growth spurt yet, you right. know, so.
0: Now at the, of, at the beginning of the conversation, you said that you're going to look into, getting into other spaces, right? Yes. Um, but do you think at any point that you would um, take younger younger guys under your wing?
1: Almost definitely, almost definitely. Um, you know, like I, so right now I am actually in the process of trying to uh, make my system, so I've been getting a lot of work recently doing kind of, doing my built-ins. Like since I have kind of moved my, my business towards, uh, gear my business towards doing a lot of that. Um, you know, I've made connections and I'm, and it's really starting to grow in that area, you know, and it's, and it's very lucrative, you know? Um, so the way that I capitalize on how much money I can make is, is, is becoming more efficient, you know? So that's where you start getting tools that will help you to be more efficient. That's where you start getting people who can also help you to, to be more efficient so I'm I'm kind of working out a system where you know when I first started I was doing everything at their house you know like that was the the first one I did we were doing everything there you know that was cool but definitely not the most efficient way to do it you know like now I've expanded my shop now I can do mostly everything there and the amount of time that we actually need to spend in their house has has been cut by like three times now Mm. um so you know I'm still working on that system and the faster I can make that. And the more efficient I can make that, the more I have a system, the more I can say, hey, you know, like you don't even really need that many skills to, you know, like to to come into this industry with me right now. You know, like if you're willing to learn, if you're willing to grow with me, then, you know, like we can grow together. You can do you can help me to do the installation. You know, this part doesn't necessarily require a whole, whole lot of skill, but if you show that you're interested and you want to, you want to learn more, you know, I'll bring you in the shop. You can help me do that. And then as people want to be in the shop, you know, it's just like, well, that just cuts down the time even more, you know, because the shop part I'm doing doing all by myself right now. Um, so having extra hands just in the shop, you know, as opposed to just with the installation, um, it's, I mean, time is money. And as I get my system more efficient, you know, it's just like, yeah, so I mean, I, I'm always very much interested in trying to bring people on. Like I said, though, it is it can be a little bit difficult to to, to bring people on because, you know, it's not always that glamorous. But um, I definitely th- I, I definitely think that uh, it's very possible to to make it glamorous. And so, um, if I'm being real, one of the reasons why I decided to really stick with this is primarily because me coming from an art background, I saw that there were, you can look on YouTube, you can look on the internet, and there are a lot of videos about carpentry and furniture making and fine woodworking. And you see all these groups represented, and you just don't really see any black people. I'm not gonna lie, I really didn't like that. You know, I'm like, that's not cool, because I'm like, this is the internet. The internet has everything. Why can I not find my own people doing this? You know, it's not, I'm sure I know that it's impossible that there aren't black people doing this. So it's just like, we just need that representation, you know, like it's glamorous to all kinds of other people, but why is it not that glamorous to us when it is actually very lucrative, you know? And so I'm just like, because nobody's showing them that it can be. So, you know, um, I've intentionally tried to, to move into a space that was very much a niche and very much the word i like to use is lux like luxury high quality um you know and i'll say like uh 2 weeks ago was my first time finally getting invited to um like a like a mansion to 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 uh do an estimate a quote for some work so right. i'm like you know I, i'm moving up you know i'm like yeah yeah this is what i wanted to be been right, right, the right, first one now. right you know so um, you
0: know you know the you know the the good thing about that is is they're going to tell their people who, you know, have mansions and like, you're going into a whole nother space right? Right, right, right. right, right. You
1: win it. Yeah. And you know, like it takes a little while to get in there because you got to get your word, you know, word of mouth has to, and also you have to meet the right people. And so uh, like, yeah, uh, was it last year? Yeah, last year I finally got into, I finally broke in and I really got into the right connections. And so, you know, like now it's just like, calls and calls and calls, you know, um, and, you know, really trying to be very specific about my market. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna lie. You know, I don't, what I'm making isn't necessarily for everybody because I don't really want it to be cheap and I don't really want to, you know, like I want to do the high end, right, you right. know, cause I, I, I want to make that money and I want to present that quality. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to show what I can do on the highest level. And so, you know, like you know, it's funny. I think that getting there will make it something that looks glamorous, and then you know, I don't think it's going to be that hard to get people to, to come on board anymore. You know, it's funny, like after you've passed on physically,
0: you're still going to have these pieces of work that are going to represent you. That's that's your that's your, that's yes. your legacy.
1: Yes, mm. yes, and I love that. I love that idea. You know, you know, and so what I definitely want to include in my legacy is not only those beautiful pieces. But having other people saying like, yeah, and he taught me how to make these beautiful pieces too, you know so um yeah I, I definitely that's the goal um you know I, <laughs> I I'm not there yet by any means but my 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 uh my goal in the future is to I've already kind of been scoping out some properties I'm not really ready yet I'm definitely not there yet but I want to own a large uh studio essentially for you know. Building furniture and cabinetry and whatnot, and I want to be able to hire at least a hundred people. You know, like I want to have a hundred people on my roster. I want to do that for the community. I think that would be, like, man, just like, just being able to st- like say that I am helping a hundred commu- people in the community. It's, you know, obviously I'll hire all kinds of people, but especially black people in the in the black community. You know, like just being able to hire them and help them to gain skills that no one can take away from them. And at the, That's a one, at, at the yeah. same
0: time too, you can also rent space for people who are getting into of work, yes right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's like, I, I definitely have thought about all of that, you know, like we can have, like you said, have space for people who, who want to come and do that. You know, the one place that I've been looking at, you know, it's enough space that we could even have after school kind of things, you know, have people learning, uh, have kids come, learning skills, you know, like, cause I think a lot of times when you get introduced to something, when you're younger, you're more likely to hold on to it. Especially if you see like, you know, like, you know, we talk about rappers and all this stuff and how they might be like a bad influence, but it's cause they, cause it looks good. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like w- we can knock it all we want, but, but it looks good, you know? And I think there's a way to make all kinds of stuff look good. I mean, we could make math look good. Right. You know, if we just Put the right kind of you know energy into it you know what and so i'm just like yeah people want
0: to see the lifestyle like you can't really sell people carpentry you have to sell them the lifestyle that comes from doing carpentry
1: yes yes you know so you know i'm trying to work my way up to that you know and i think with that you know with that one you know i'll get to you know live a lifestyle that i want to right. live but i think you know once you start to get to that point then you start to live a lifestyle that other people want to live too right. and then that gives you like you said the opportunity to really share that and open that up to other people and with that lifestyle then you really have the power to really start to uh give people more you know than just like a job or you know like even just some skills but then you can really you know like you can say like all right yeah you learn these skills you learn this but this is how i got here well, you, you know, know i worked hard or i did this you know you know
0: in our communities uh you know the, the little you know little black boys what they, what they see on TV is what they emulate, or what they see what we, we, we use this term glamorous like 20 million times already, right? So
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it's like they want they, they, they want to see that glamorous lifestyle because they come from the bottom. They come from they come from low, you know the lower socioeconomic levels. So it's like, you know, when you see the dope boy, I want to be the dope boy because the dope boy has the nice car, the nice house, he has the ladies. The rapper has the nice house, boom, boom, boom. So it's like we don't want to be the carpenter until oh, the carpenter has a nice car. The, the carpenter has a nice house, you know. Oh, you know, but maybe this is this is something I can get get
1: into. Like, yeah,
0: it's it's sad, but that's what it is. You have to sell them the lifestyle.
1: Yes, yes, most definitely. You know, so you know, I'm I'm working my way up to that, and you know, it's definitely my goal to be able to, you know. I imagine that by the time I get to the place where I can hire a hundred people and have my own warehouse, you know, yeah, I'm I'm doing I'm doing pretty good as far as lifestyle. Right, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. I mean, that's not necessarily true. You know, you could be super over leveraging everything mm-hmm. just to make that happen, but you know, I've been pretty good with my, my money and whatnot. And I think that's the other thing. You can start to really focus on other aspects, you know, like having someone having their own desire to follow you as opposed to you saying I want you to follow me, but they have a desire outside of your desire to follow them. Right. Then it opens the way for you to, to really, really like, okay, you know, this is glamorous, you know, but this isn't everything, you know, like, or, or maybe this is what you want. Maybe this is everything that you want, but here, let, let me sit down with you and let me show you like this, let me let me show you how to budget, you know, cause without that, I wouldn't be here at all. Or, you know, like, let me show you how to, how to make a plan for the future. Because I, you know, and I think the other thing that really, 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 really got me is that I've only worked with, you know, carpenters who, like I said, were almost double my age, you know what I'm saying? And most of them have to keep swinging the hammer. You know, they don't really have anything set aside. You know, they didn't work for a big company and they didn't necessarily put anything aside because, you know, everybody's constantly, you know, like when you're living, sometimes you think like I'm that moment's gonna come when I make it, you know? And it's just like, sometimes that's just not really how life works, you know? And honestly, more than often, that's not how really it works. You know, like you gotta be planning right now for the future because that moment probably might not really come, you know? And so, you know, I know a lot of them probably will be swinging their hammer until they're like 80. Mm -hmm. and Then after that, they're probably gonna be, you know, like, I don't know, struggling or something. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's, it's just, they don't really have that set up. And so I was like, nah, man. You know, well, guaranteed that will not be me. You yeah, know, like, yeah. no, <laughs> I got to make a plan. Now. When you get
0: that ninety thousand, man. Like, put that
1: away. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Most definitely. You know, so I, I'm definitely. You know, I I feel very fortunate that, you know, my parents went through some 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 hard you know um, financial things. You know, they kind of tried to keep that from us, but you know, I remember we didn't necessarily have like family time very often, but we had it a couple of times. And in general, what my my parents usually and he's mostly my dad you know he would say like you know he'd bring out this little flip chart and be like all right we're going to talk about finance <laughs> you know <laughs> you know like, this is what a ira is you know yeah. like stuff like that you know i remember he made us do this one thing one time when we were doing something with stocks you know like so at a young age i got a, I got some exposure to those kind of things and you know i think you know we can talk about work ethic we can talk about all kinds of stuff but you know Financial literacy It's like, get them out of young, man, because mm. it's easy to let it slip. I mean, you know, we're adults and we, we let it slip, you know? So it's like, you know, just like, I, yeah, man. Especially if they see it, they see it, like you said, look, this is how I got here. Here's the blueprint, you know? Wow. And if you want to be better off, you, you like this? Oh, you, you can be way better off than right. this. Let me show you how, you know? Mm. So, you know, I-, I oh, But
0: this is the benchmark
1: yeah yeah you know so you know and then i got their ears you know what i mean so um yeah man it's you know i think i you know and i think the thing is you know if you didn't really have anybody to show you it probably will take a lot longer for you to do it you know so for me it's it's kind of taking a while you know i mean not a while i mean really really it's not taking a while i mean it hadn't even really been five years and i'm i'm feeling pretty good about where I'm. you know my trajectory right you know right um I mean last year was one of my best years, you know what I'm saying? Like when everybody else was, you know, having a hard time. So, um I mean every year has been better than the last year, literally. Like I can't even complain. I literally can't complain. Um but you know, uh I just got to I got to build the blueprint for myself so I can show it to other people. Most
0: definitely, man. Hey, Quentin, man. I appreciate you taking the time out. Um this is a this was a very informative conversation, but I, yeah, I think this is something that a lot of, you know, young black men and, you know, even men in their 30s and 40s can, you know, pick up. Oh, yeah,
1: most right, definitely. Right,
0: right, So I definitely want to see you hit that 90, man.
1: Oh, yeah, I want to see it, too. <laughs> that text
0: message, man. I hit that 90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let you know. All right, bro. Thank you, man. I
1: appreciate you. Salute. Yeah, Have a yeah. good one, man. All right, man. Peace. Be safe. Thank you
0: for listening to Black Man Renaissance.